Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ten seconds to go. Dallas will take it across. And that will be that. The Dallas Mavericks get their 19th win of the year and a very impressive 11th road win as they beat the Golden State Warriors 132-122. Golden State goes two games under 500. They fall to 15-17 and and continue their stop-start type of season and end the 2023 on a down note. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players. Highlights from the game, Warriors Wrap-Up starts now. Warriors 0-2 on their seven-game homestand. A couple of losses to a couple of shorthanded teams. It was the Miami Heat on Thursday. Miami without Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, and tonight it was the Dallas Mavericks without Seth Curry, without Kyrie Irving. Luka was questionable, but he ended up playing, and he dominated this game. 39 points for Luka Doncic against the Warriors' defense, also 8 rebounds and 10 assists. The Warriors could not get stops. They allow 132 points. They fall by 10 to the Dallas Mavericks, and as you just heard from Tim Roy, the voice of the Warriors, uh, the Warriors now two games under 500, 15 and 17. And again, as I mentioned, they're now 0-2 on a really important seven-game homestand. Uh, they began this homestand at 500, uh, seven games at home. You, you feel like you could at least win four. You feel like maybe you could get five if things break right for you. And I guess technically the Warriors still can do that. They could win their final five games of this homestand. Uh, but it's gotten off to a nightmare beginning for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, two games against a couple of teams that are down stars uh, and you, you kind of come out lifeless and lethargic and you lose both of them again on Thursday to the Miami Heat and uh, tonight uh, to the Dallas Mavericks. You fall by 10 points inside of Chase Center. Welcome into Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy with you uh, for the evening here as we react to another rough one for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, this show's for you guys. I want to hear from you. Let me hear your frustrations. Let's vent about this Warriors season because it has not been easy. It's been a frustrating watch. The Warriors have tons of problems. I know they've been missing players, um, but it's not just as simple as, say, Draymond Green returning. The Warriors have issues with and without Draymond Green. This is a team that is struggling to play for each other is what it seems like. I mean, Steve Kerr even said as much post game. I'll get to that in a minute. Before I do, I want to hear from you. So give me a call, 888-957-9570. That's also the Comcast Business text line. I'm keeping an eye on the text line there. I see the 757, the 925. I see you guys there. And I also have the uh, YouTube chat up, uh, youtube.com slash 957. The game, Alex, Matt, uh, let's see, Multi Apples, uh, Moco, Sadiella. I see you all on the YouTube chat. Keep them coming here on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy with you. Uh, let's start at the beginning. The Warriors went to a new lineup. Um, we talked uh, during Warriors Live about Kevon Looney, who was questionable with an illness all day long, but ultimately he was available. He did play, but he did not start. Trace Jackson Davis got the start at the center spot, but that was not the only change 
that the Warriors made in their starting lineup. Brandon Pajemski moved back to the bench, and Chris Paul got the start. So it was Steph Curry, Chris Paul, Clay Thompson, Jonathan Kaminga, and Trace Jackson Davis. If you were listening to Warriors Live, I got the news literally right as it was time to get out. I got it out there quickly, but had no time to react to it. What was running through my mind right as I wrapped up Warriors Live with you all uh, was... I'm not sure that unit is going to be able to defend at all against this Dallas team, or for that matter, uh, really going to be able to defend anyone. And the numbers uh, back that up. I mean, the the Dallas Mavericks put up 132 points. They shot nearly 56% from the field. They made 16 three-pointers. They were 40% from downtown. Luka Doncic scored 39. Dante Exum, who had been out of the league for a couple of years, a former high draft pick of the Utah Jazz, he's had a nice season, but he was incredible tonight. 19 points. He made three three three-pointers. Off the bench, Josh Green had a season-high 18 points. Uh, The Warriors just could not defend anybody. They simply could not defend anybody, and I think that's the issue with some of these lineup changes. It's part of what you deal with when you're without Draymond Green because he's still one of the better defenders in the NBA, Uh, but the Warriors aren't a particularly good defensive team even with Draymond Green anymore. Um, So without him, they're, 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 I mean, put it simply, they're pretty bad. They're awful defensively, and they were awful tonight. And I honestly, if you just simply don't have the bodies, if you're struggling, you have a bad night, okay, whatever. That's one thing. But I just can't really get past some of the strategy defensively for the Golden State Warriors tonight. I mean, how many times would the Mavericks run the same exact play? Luka Doncic, high pick and roll, whether it was Derek Lively setting the screen, Dwight Powell off the bench, sometimes it was Grant Williams, at times it was Derek Jones Jr., whoever it was setting a screen high on the top of the key, really just across half court, kind of halfway between the half court line and the three-point stripe, they'd come up and set the screen. Uh, and the Warriors would switch. It would be Kavon Looney or Trace Jackson Davis on Luka Doncic, and then he would get whatever he wanted. Either he would drive in and and get a mid-range, which he's very good at, or he'd hit his patented left-wing step-back three, which he's also very good at. It happened time and time and time again, and the Warriors simply failed to execute, and they failed to change the strategy. I mean, it was failing. That strategy was failing them, and it took them forever to make a change. Now, ultimately, Gary Payton II, who returned today uh, after missing a number of games, remember he got hurt uh, in November against the Sacramento Kings, he's back, and, and he only played, let's see, he played nine minutes and 20 seconds. He had, you know, a positive impact defensively on this game. He came in and he would check Luka Doncic full court. The Warriors would later bring a double team and try to trap Luka at half court. But at that point, the damage was done. He had already gotten everything he wanted. He had gotten Dante Exum involved. He got Derek Jones Jr. involved. He got Derek Lively involved. He got Dwight Powell involved off the bench. Even Grant Williams was 3-for-3 from the field. He was in double figures. He grabbed six rebounds. Luka got everybody on Dallas involved, and it took way too long for the Warriors to adjust their strategy. And then, I mean... Even once the Warriors adjusted and they started to double Luka, they wouldn't just switch on the screens. They would just stick both defenders, both his initial defender, whether it was Gary Payton or if it was Andrew Wiggins or Jonathan Kaminga or whoever it was. They would stick with him and then Kevon Looney or whoever was defending the Dallas big would double. But Luka is good enough that he can split the double, he can pass over the top of the double to the cutting big, and that's when you got Josh Green involved. The, the rolling big would pass to, to a corner, Josh Green wide open, and he'd hit a three. Uh, but it took too long for the Warriors to adjust to that simple pick-and-roll play that the Dallas Mavericks were running, uh, and it's a big reason why they won today. So um, we can talk about... You know, the Warriors offense and Klay Thompson struggles, and we certainly will. He was one for 11 today, one of six from downtown, only three points for Klay Thompson, only played 26 and a half minutes, did not play in the final eight and a half minutes. Steve Kerr benched him uh, during closing time. 
and it was a, a new kind of lineup for the Golden State Warriors to close things out. We can talk about the offensive issues, but I mean, the Warriors still put up 122 points. 122 points. You made 19 threes. You ended up shooting just a tick under 40% from downtown. Uh, the Mavericks were way more efficient on twos than the Warriors were, but the offense was not the issue. You only committed 10 turnovers. You out-rebounded Dallas. You just couldn't defend them. You simply could not defend them, and they're playing without their star point guard, Kyrie Irving. The defense was the issue tonight, and as far as I'm concerned, moving forward for the Warriors... And there's a lot of conversation about rotations. I mean, Moses Moody, with the return of Gary Payton the second tonight, Moses Moody did not see the floor. Uh, everyone else that you would expect to play played. Gary Payton played the fewest minutes of anybody at just over nine. Kavon Looney played 11 off the bench. Dario Saric, 15. Pajemski got 28 off the bench. Whether he's coming off of the bench or starting, he's still going to get a bunch of minutes. He has earned that, and he was very good today. 13 points, nine rebounds, four assists. Um, but the Warriors, with that starting lineup, again, Steph Curry, Chris Paul, Clay Thompson, Jonathan Kaminga, Trace Jackson Davis, they can't defend anybody. Uh, so I would be a little surprised if that is a lineup that the Warriors continue to roll with. Now, I think Trace Jackson Davis might very well find himself in the starting lineup more often than not once Draymond Green returns. But but this lineup, that three-guard set, Stephen Curry, Chris Paul, and Klay Thompson, I think it's going to be very difficult defensively for the Golden State Warriors moving forward. And it's something I, I think a lot of Warriors fans could see coming really the second that Draymond Green got suspended and Brandon Pajemski was inserted into the starting lineup. This is not an elite defensive team anymore, even with Draymond Green. Klay Thompson is not the, the two-way player and the perimeter defender that he once was, and it's nothing against Klay. It's just the nature of what happens when you get older, plus he's, of course, having to deal with two major you know, lower leg injuries. It's just what happens. But the Warriors are not nearly as good defensively with Draymond Green, and of course, of course, they're way worse without Draymond Green. So, I mean, that's that's the number one issue for the Golden State Warriors tonight coming out of this one, in my opinion. All right, let's get to the phone lines here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Mark Grandy with you on 95.7 The Game as we react to another Warriors loss, their third consecutive loss. The Warriors now two games under 500 as they fall to Dallas, 132-122. to Give me a call. Voice your frustrations. I want to hear from you here on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. Up first is Grant in Walnut Creek. What's up, Grant? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up with Mark Randy here on 95.7 The Game. How you doing? Hey, good, good. Um, yeah, I agree with you that uh, that defense with Draymond still wouldn't, or, you know, normally wouldn't make a difference, but I thought if we could have used him for any game, this probably would have been the game where – he, you know, play small ball with him, and when they do that pick and roll, you wouldn't even have to do anything with the other three. They could stay home, and you just switch that pick and roll and put Green on Luca, and I think that would have been a better matchup. Yeah, Grant. Um, I, I mean, I, I think you're onto something. Draymond Green, obviously, just his ability to defend would obviously make a very big and positive impact for the Warriors in this game tonight. I think the other thing that kind of gets lost a little bit now with Draymond considering that he has gone over the top with some of his on-court actions. I don't think Draymond Green would allow the Warriors to feel and look this lethargic and lazy and just generally lifeless like in these two home games. Steve Kerr said it after the game tonight. Uh, he said, and this comes from Anthony Slater on Twitter, he says, quote, uh, we haven't found that grit that every team needs where you pull together and just play for the group. That's a problem. Until this team really connects in a way that's solely dedicated to winning every game, we're going to be stuck in this place. So Steve Kerr pointing to the desire of this team, and not everyone is buying in. This is a group that's not buying in to the group. I mean, that quote that says a lot. Again, quote, we haven't found that grit that every team needs where you pull together and just play for the group. That's a problem. Until this team really connects in a way that's solely dedicated to winning every game, we're going to be stuck in this place. Now, maybe I'm being a little bit idealistic considering that 
uh, Draymond, you know, his on-court transgressions have really hurt the Warriors lately, specifically the end of last season and this season. I don't think Draymond Green allows the Warriors to feel this lifeless. Now, maybe he gets a T, a technical foul, and maybe he gets ejected from this game, but that's sometimes what it takes from Draymond Green to try to light a fire under this team. And without him on the floor, they're really lacking that kind of fire. Really. So, you know, there I know there's a lot of Warrior fans out there that are just absolutely sick and tired of Draymond's on-court antics. And I get it. I really do. I mean, the best ability is availability. And Draymond Green, more often than not, is not available to his team. And Steve Kerr and Clay Thompson and Stephen Curry have said it countless times. Like, we, he needs to find a way to be available to us. And if, if the Warriors have any chance at being competitive moving forward, they need Draymond Green available. I don't, maybe this doesn't end in a win with Draymond Green, but I guarantee you the Warriors feel more energetic and they don't feel nearly as lifeless without him. Honestly, honestly, I, I think that's, that's a, a big piece of this conversation for the Golden State Warriors tonight. But, I mean, the Warriors have issues even if Draymond Green is here. And, and honestly, Draymond Green has created a lot of those issues. Maybe part of the reason why the Warriors are struggling to buy in is because of what Draymond has done. And, and perhaps it's, it's fractured the Warriors' roster just a little bit. I'm not sure. There's no easy solutions here for the Golden State Warriors. But you look at what some of the Warriors did tonight. Again, I mean, you can, you can have a lot of positives about what the Warriors did offensively in this game. Stephen Curry was a volume shooter, really struggled early, got going in the second half, specifically more in the fourth quarter. He finished with a, a team-high 25 points. Chris Paul had had 24 points at his best scoring night, best shooting night as a Golden State Warrior, was the, really the only reason, one of the reasons why the Warriors were even in the game in the fourth quarter. He was 9 of 14 from the field, 6 of 9 from downtown. Uh, 24 points for Chris Paul. Trace Jackson Davis, another solid game in his first career NBA start. 17 points, had six rebounds, a couple of assists, 8 of 11 from the field. I thought Jonathan Kaminga uh, was a little more composed and under control tonight. Now, there were some head-scratching moments as well, but that's just what you get from a young guy. He had 16 points. Active on the boards, Jonathan Kaminga, nine rebounds, had three assists, was 6 of 12 from downtown. Really, his shooting numbers were better than 6 of 12. He was 1 of 5 from 3, but a couple of those were just heaves, you know, in the final couple of minutes when the game was over. So Kaminga, I thought Kaminga had himself a, a fine basketball game tonight. Certainly, certainly much better than on Tuesday when he committed six turnovers. Only one turnover for Jonathan Kaminga tonight. Off the bench, Andrew Wiggins, uh, not the most efficient scoring night. He was 5 of 13, but did have 14 points, 5 rebounds. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Or assists. 
Uh, he missed, again, a couple of gimmies down low that hurt the Warriors in the first half. Pajemski was great once again, 13 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 5 of 8 shooting, 3 of 5 from downtown. Uh, but the Warriors just not enough defensively. They could not get the job done defensively. Uh, and Luka Doncic got everything that he wanted on that pick and roll, and the Warriors uh, just reacted a little bit too late. They didn't really change anything up defensively uh, at that point. Now, um, there's a the Warriors almost you get you get the situation where you have a team like the Dallas Mavericks who are without Kyrie Irving, right? And you have Luka Doncic, and then everybody else. And, and generally, NBA teams. Sometimes they, they go to one of two strategies. Either, all right, Luca, we know you're going to get yours. Hell, you could score 40 on us tonight. And he, and he darn near almost did. He had 39. But we are, we're going to let you get yours, Luca. but we're going to shut down your role players. Good luck trying to beat us by yourself. And the other line of thinking is, all right, we are going to throw everything at the superstar. We're going to throw everything at Luka Doncic, right? And we're going to make the role players beat us. What happened tonight was not only did the Warriors not allow, you know, not shut down Luka Doncic, they allowed him to get going. But they also found a way to leave Dante Exum wide open in the corner time and time again. Josh Green, wide open. He was 3 of 4 from downtown. Tim Hardaway was open at times. Grant Williams, who came over uh, from the Boston Celtics, 2 of 2 from downtown. The Warriors found a way to not only let Luka get everything he wanted offensively, but they also allowed every role player to have a good game. And that's... There's, there's just no way that you're going to win a basketball game when that happens. Dallas was without Kyrie Irving again. He's now missed, I think, 12 consecutive games for the Dallas Mavericks. But it didn't feel like they missed him. I mean, 132 points, and they shoot nearly 56% from the field in this one. An ugly, ugly performance for the Warriors, and it's now consecutive games at home. When you're 500, you feel like the momentum has shifted a little bit. Uh, and consecutive home games against teams that are reeling a bit from injuries, with injuries, and the desire just feels like it's not quite there for the Golden State Warriors, and it's it's very, very concerning for Golden State moving forward. All right, back to the phone lines here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Mark Grandy with you here on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. That's the number to call. It's also the Comcast Business text line. Up next is Jack in Stockton. Jack, what's up? You're on Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. How you doing, Jack? What's going, what's going on, man? It's Jack Slater, man. How's your night going? Hey, we're doing all right. Just reacting to this Warriors game, Jack. What would you think of the Warriors tonight? Disappointed, man. Disappointed in these Warriors, man. I had high expectations for these Warriors. But it turned out to be soft, and um, I don't think we're going to the playoffs this year, man. If we do go to the playoffs, it's probably going to be a in the playing tournament. We might get eliminated on the first game. But uh, oh, <laughs> hope you're all right there, Jack. Thanks for calling in. Don't know what was going on there at the end, but thanks for the call, Jack. Um, I mean, it's certainly trending in that direction. There's still plenty of time left. The Warriors are what 15 and 17, so they've played 32 games. So there's still 50 games left for the Golden State Warriors. You don't have Draymond Green. Uh, it's I don't think it's time to to say that this is this team is going absolutely nowhere. Now it's not trending in a positive direction at all, and the Warriors' problems are uh, not just as simple as missing Draymond Green. Uh, so something is going to have to change. Either there is a physical change that the Warriors need to make before the trade deadline, or roles thought processes, play by individual players simply needs to change dramatically for the better. Uh, it, it cannot continue this way for the Golden State Warriors. And I think what Steve Kerr was talking about, again, if you missed it, Steve Kerr said, quote, we haven't found that grit that every team needs where you pull together and just play for the group. That's a problem until this team really connects in a way that's solely dedicated to winning every game we're going to be stuck in this place. And the Warriors, it feels like that is on display more often recently than it has been throughout the rest of the season. I mean, just to name a couple of examples, there was a moment late in the third quarter where Curry hits a corner three-pointer. 
Curry hits a corner three-pointer. And Dallas runs back the other way, and they just get a fast break, straight line dunk by Josh Green. No one got back defensively. Off a made corner three, Dallas beats everyone else down the floor. Josh Green, an easy, uncontested, fast break dunk. How does that happen? How does that happen? Now, if you look at that replay of that specific play, Curry's in one corner shooting the three, so it's not his responsibility to get back. And then it's Brandon Pajemski, who's the other guard. The responsibility is on him to get back, and he crashes the glass because that's what he does. I mean, he's great at it. How many times does he do that and, as a result, earns the Warriors an extra possession? But by doing that, when a a different guard is shooting the ball from the corner and you are the designated back man, the guy guy to get back and stop a fast-break bucket, like that's the risk you run. Now, there is a concerted... Uh, shift in thinking in the NBA recently, this year specifically, where teams are kind of foregoing getting back on defense, and they're just crashing the glass with everybody trying to fight for extra possession. So that might be more of a, a Warriors ideology shift as opposed to, you know, blame for Brandon Pajemski. But that was a, a really bad moment for the Warriors in this game. Uh, there was others. The Warriors had a little bit of momentum going, uh, they got back into it in the fourth quarter, uh, and this was after a Jonathan Kaminga three-pointer. On the next possession, Kaminga's feeling good about himself, and he kind of does a, a wild drive to the hoop, going from right to left, maybe looking for a foul call, throws up a wild shot, barely hits iron, does not get the foul. He he falls down, can't get back up quickly, so Dallas has a fast-break bucket the other way, and it turns into a Jaden Hardy wide-open corner three, and a lead that was just down to eight a second ago, could have been down to six or five if you had a good offensive possession. Suddenly it pushes right back up to 11, and you're kind of right back where you started from as you were trying to get back in the game. Like It's possessions like that that are killing the Warriors, but still, even with all of that said, it's not an offensive issue. The Warriors put up 122 points. They shot 45.6% from the field. They made 40% of their threes. They give up 132 points. They're not doing the simple things defensively. And as Steve Kerr said, it doesn't really feel like they're buying in and playing for the group. It almost feels like there's individual agendas going on right now. And you can point to Jonathan Kaminga's frustrating comments uh, after the, the game on Christmas where he, you know, said to Marcus Thompson of The Athletic, like, I feel like I've deserved and earned a bigger role, but I'm not the one determining my minutes. And, you know, that's, a, that's frustrating for me. It's difficult to deal with. Like, it almost feels like there are Warriors players, and you can kind of understand why, but it seems like there are Warriors players who are so concerned at trying to get theirs and trying to prove to Steve Kerr that they need more minutes by, by scoring 20 points a game. And, and doing all this flashy stuff, when in reality, what's going to help the Warriors win basketball games is by playing that team brand. Like That's why Brandon Pajemski is earning 25-plus minutes every single night, because he's doing those small things. He's getting all the rebounds. He's getting the loose balls. But not everyone else is doing that for the Golden State Warriors. And again, I can get why. I mean, the Warriors have an incredibly deep team And like tonight, Moses Moody, DNP. How do you think Moses Moody feels when he eventually gets back on the court? He wants to try his hardest to prove that he's a quality basketball player and deserves to play. That's not an easy situation to go into. It's a little bit to a lesser degree for Jonathan Kaminga because at least he's getting regular rotation minutes. But with GP2 back, with Draymond Green's return looming at some point, likely in January would be my guess, you can also feel kind of that anxiousness around Jonathan Kaminga, like, "Uh uh-oh, I've got to prove myself. I'm going to put my head down here and go to the hole. Guess what, Jonathan? You just ran over somebody. That's an offensive foul. You threw up a wild shot. It barely hit rim. You didn't get back defensively. And Dallas gets an easy three-pointer the other way. Like You can feel how this roster construction and the roster crunch going on right now. There's there's a logjam of pieces on this team that I think it's forcing everybody to almost fight for 
individual performances as opposed to trying winning basketball games. And that is really, really, really hurting the Golden State Warriors right now. And I'm not sure how you fix that unless there are, you know, physical moves that maybe lessen the roster crunch. And as I laid out earlier today on Warriors This Week with Dan Devone, that might be like a two-for-one, a three-for-one trade. That frees up minutes for everyone on the roster that deserves it, and maybe you get a better player back in return. It's, it's, it's really drifting towards that point, in my opinion, for the Golden State Warriors. All right, let's go back to the phone lines here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Mark Randy with you on 95.7 The Game, reacting to this 132-122 to Warriors loss to the Mavericks. Give me a call. I want to hear your frustrations from another Warriors loss. 888-957-9570. Up next is Jake in Pleasanton. Jake, what's up? You're on 95.7 The Game. How you doing tonight? Hey, man. Uh, you know, I really appreciate you guys having me on here. I'm here... Uh... First of all, you know whoever that last caller was made my ears bleed. Please don't uh, don't let him come back on. Uh, <laughs> we'll try our best, yeah, Jake. I can't be taking that anymore. Uh, okay, like, look, I got to talk about my boy Podzemski. Uh, shout out Santa Clara, five of eight from the field, twenty nine minutes, nine boards, thirteen points. This guy needs more minutes. Would you agree about that at least? I mean, he's playing really well. He was great tonight, but he got twenty nine minutes. That's a, that's a good chunk of time there, Jake. And uh, what do you think the plus-minus was while he was on the floor there, buddy? Uh, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, I know everyone on the Warriors were in the negative, so I I don't imagine it was very good. It was less negative than the rest, my man. And how about Clay? Huh? How about give him Clay's minutes? What do you say? Th- what do you say about that? Give him all of Clay's minutes. Uh, all of Clay's minutes. Are you want him to play every single minute? I mean, that would be a little difficult, Jake. I appreciate the call. Uh, I mean, Clay Thompson played 26 minutes. Brandon Pajemski played 29 minutes. Pajemski's played more minutes than Clay Thompson tonight. Clay Thompson checked out with eight and a half minutes left in the game and did not come back in. Did not come back in. Like I get the frustration around Clay Thompson, one of 11 tonight. He did not close. He did not close the game tonight. Steve Kerr is not going to just simply bench Clay Thompson and not play him. Like that's never going to happen. Never. Never. It's not going to happen. He played 26 minutes tonight. You want him to play eight minutes? You want him to give Clay Thompson just the first quarter stint? And if he goes 0 for 3 or 1 for 4, that's it for the night? This is Clay freaking Thompson. And he's coming off of a really good, like, two week stretch. I know he was not great on Christmas, not great Thursday, and uh, this was probably the worst of the three, but let's not pretend like he's been terrible the last three weeks. He's been really good until this week. 26 minutes for Klay Thompson tonight. Trace Jackson Davis played more minutes than him. Chris Paul played more minutes than him. Stephen Curry played more minutes than him. Brandon Pajemski played more minutes than him. Andrew Wiggins played more minutes than him. I'm not sure that you can ask for more. When Klay Thompson is struggling for him to play fewer minutes, Steve Kerr adjusted on the fly tonight. He did not want to bench Klay Thompson, but he had to, so he did. It was not pretty. I'm not defending Clay's play tonight. I'm defending Steve Kerr's roster and rotation decisions tonight. He adjusted to the hot hand or the lack thereof for Clay Thompson and did not play him the final eight and a half minutes of the fourth quarter. That's an adjustment for Steve Kerr. Maybe you wanted the adjustment at halftime. Maybe you did not want Clay Thompson to play at all in the second half. But how many times has Clay had a bad half and he comes out and scores 20 points in the third quarter? That is what Clay Thompson does. 26 minutes tonight for Clay Thompson. Clay was not good, and Steve Kerr adjusted on the fly. I think Steve did a fine job with that tonight. Now, maybe, maybe you wanted some from Moses Moody instead of, you know, from others. Maybe you wanted fewer Wiggins minutes, fewer Brandon Pajemski minutes, even though he was good, to get some for Moses Moody. And I could hear that. I could understand that. Felt like Moody could have had a positive impact on the defensive end tonight. But Clay Thompson did not play anywhere near his normal minutes. Um, and we are asking Steve Kerr to do something that, simply put, he cannot and will not do. Play Clay Thompson fewer than that. It's just not going to happen. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. 888-957-9570. Mark Randy with you here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Up next is D in Washington, D.C. D, what's up? You're on 95.7 The Game. How you doing? What's going on, Mark? I'm doing well, D. What would you think of the Warriors tonight? Listen, I'm going to be perfectly honest with all of you. 
Warriors' problem is, no, is not really scoring the ball. It's defense. The defense is one of the worst in years. My goodness. How in the world are you going to allow players to play off of Luka the way they were playing tonight? The only player who actually played Luka properly was GP2. He was playing Luka on the ball. This is the best way to defend. First of all, our defense is so bad throughout the year. We don't have an interior defense nor perimeter defense, right? The way to actually combat that or to solve that problem, to try to solve that issue, is to put a player on the ball to defend whoever it is who's bouncing the ball on the ground, right? I.e., that's why GP2 is on the roster. Now, why in the world was J.K. playing Luca the way he was playing? Why in the world was Wiggins playing Luca the way he was playing it? It's all, it's all falls on Kerr's poor defensive principles. You know what I mean? The, since Brown left the team, it appears to me that Kerr lost his, his, his ability to coach defense. That's the problem that needs to be solved. Until we can solve that, forget about going anywhere. We won't even we won't even smell the playoffs, all right? Just let's just, just just be honest with it. I don't care who we bring in until we fix the 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 assistant coaches and the coach himself. Forget about it. Yeah, D, good call. I mean, I agree with you. The the, the defense was the issue tonight, and there's just so many. I guess for lack of a better term, like brain farts defensively for the Golden State Warriors. I laid out a couple of them early on a made corner three by Stephen Curry. The Dallas Mavericks got an uncontested dunk the other way. Um, the way that they defended Luka all night, being unwilling or unable, or I'm not sure exactly the reason, to change the strategy when Luka was torching you in the first quarter. Now, they got a little bit better in the second when GP2 got a stint to open up the second quarter, and he was able to to make Luka a little bit more of a, a volume shooter. But it took forever for the Warriors to really adjust to how they defend the, the Luka Doncic pick and roll. Um, there was a moment towards the very end of this game where the Warriors were trying to make a late punch uh, and a late run at it, uh, there was a, a Chris Paul to Trace Jackson Davis for a dunk on a pick and roll, and it was a beautiful play, and it was something Trace Jackson Davis does every night, and it's and it's one of the reasons why I think Trace Jackson Davis might find himself continuing in the starting lineup is because he he always times his cuts perfectly. He's in the right place at the right time. He understands defensive principles. I'm getting a little sidetracked, but I thought Trace Jackson Davis was really good tonight. But anyways, after a Trace Jackson Davis bucket off a of pick and roll with Chris Paul, Jonathan Kaminga picks up Luka Doncic's full court because the Warriors are trying to press. They're trying to force a turnover, but they have no intention of fouling. There's still plenty of time on the clock. You're only down, I think it was like seven at the time. You got time. Now you need to be like almost perfect the rest of the way, but you got time. And then what happens? Jonathan Kaminga picks up Luka Doncic full court. He's 90. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Four feet away from the basket. And he fouls him. And it looked like an intentional foul. Now, the second that the foul happened, Kaminga kind of like shrugged and chuckled and laughed it off. And and it seemed like it was a mistake or he knew immediately that he should not have done that. But it looked like an intentional foul under your own basket when you're down by like seven with three minutes left. Like, what are you doing? It's those sorts of defensive lapses that the Warriors are committing over and over and over again. It happens all the time. That's just one example. There's other examples you can point to. And it's getting really, really frustrating to watch the Golden State Warriors play defense because those are the kinds of mistakes that they're making every single night. And it's costing them points. And it's costing them wins. And it's difficult to try to point to a solution because the issues and the problems and the mistakes that they're making, they're so elemental. They're so simple. It's like principles that you learn when you're playing middle school basketball. It's tough. It's ugly basketball right now for the Golden State Warriors. All right, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM in HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch, and YouTube. I want to hear from you tonight as we keep rolling on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy with you. Uh, Let's go out to Gotham. Gotham joins us now here on Warriors wrap-up. Gotham, what's up? How you doing? Hey, what's up, Mark? How we doing, man? I'm doing as well as I can after that Warrior game. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I, we, I was actually in the in the stadium and I was watching the game live, and um, kind of wanted, like wanted to call in just to kind of give you my thoughts in terms of a what I saw wrong just in person, and I think you hit a lot on it just with the the roster, the construction in the in the sense of I think the solution really is that less is more for this Golden State Warriors team. Um, you're seeing it with guys like. Um, you know, Clay having a bad shooting night, um, Steph, you know, getting off to slow start. And um, I think the it, there's a lot of issues in terms of, you know, what you can point out, whether that's, um, you know, the guys that are, like you kind of mentioned, in terms of, uh, you know, guys fighting for minutes and fighting for their spot on the team maybe. Um, but my biggest issue right now is uh, is two things. It's, it's one is um, Steve Kerr's willingness to, or unwillingness to move off the Steph-CP um, combination. I think that, I think Chris Paul has been great for this Warriors team in terms of what he brings as a as a floor general and and playing next to you know guys like Clay Kuminga Wiggins whatever it is. But something about him and Steph together defensively they get they get torched. But offensively, I mean Chris Paul can't really go off the ball and play. So you have Steph who, granted, he's a great off the ball player, but um, the, the rhythm is not there. And you saw that with the slow start in the first quarter again. And you know when Steph kind of got the ball in his hands was when he was able to um, play you know, kind of get more into the rhythm. But for me, the larger issue is I think that um, this, this team, it's the same script every night. You know, it's, 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 it's turnovers. It's, it's not playing defense. It's, it's the fake comeback at the end uh, to give yourself a chance. And um, I really do think that you have to make a move. And, and my, my solution or the, the one I can kind of think of is, you know, getting a front court option, whether that's um, a Pascal Siakam, a Lori Markkinen. But it kind of gives you more of that, um, that depth on the, on the front court, and then especially when Draymond comes back, but to really get that secondary score, because if you have a night where Steph and Clay don't shoot well or Clay doesn't have a night, you know, it's, it's going to be really hard for the Warriors to win games. And, you know, they are older in, the, in this run, so uh, you, you have to do everything in your power in these next couple of years to, to maximize what you have left. And, and that might mean, you know, moving off of Kuminga, Moody, who's not getting playing time, adding in a Chris Paul, and and, you know, adding your first-round picks, whatever that package looks like. But um, there's, there's, a real, like, there's a move out there to be made in my eyes, but um, it, it's got to happen sooner than later because it's, it's the same script every night. And I don't know how long the Warriors can go on before they can really salvage the season. Like you said, there's 50 games left. Um, you gotta, you got to pull the trigger soon. 
Yeah. Gotham, I want to ask you one question before you go really quick. Uh, you were at Chase Center tonight. You said kind of the fake comeback at the end. The feeling I got watching it through the TV here at the studio was it, the Warriors were down by like 10. They'd make a run to cut it to five, but it never really felt like the Warriors were in the game. Was it the same kind of feeling at Chase Center tonight? Yeah, funny you bring that up. I, I, there was actually a moment in the game that I, I thought that was really the turning point. What in the quarter, the Warriors were down by three, and Clay had that uh, that really bad pass on the uh, on the fast break. Mm. Grant Williams hit the three, and I think yep. Dante Exum hit a three. And for me, at least watching it, that was when it was like, I think they ballooned it to, to 14 or 15 at that point. And, um, again, it was one of those just momentum-shifting momentum, momentum turnovers that you, they happen every night, and it's always, you know, everybody talks about the role players that, that beat us. And, you know, at a certain point, it's not, you can't really chalk it up to luck. It, 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 they're, they're making bad plays at the worst times, and, and other teams are capitalizing on it. So, um, you know, just another, just another loss that, you know, you can – this is not one that I'd say that they really had a chance in my eyes. I, I think that they, they were always clawing back. But, you know, it's been, it's been the case the entire season, you know, just all those close, clutch, games, clutch games that they've lost and everything like that. Yeah, good call, Gotham. Thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate it. A lot of good insights. Yeah, it felt that way watching uh, the Warriors. I mean, you you watch the way the game was going. You see Luka get his 39 points. Uh, Josh Green had a season high off the bench for Dallas. Uh, and you feel like if you're just you know ignoring the score, you feel like Dallas is up by 20. And like the game's over. And you feel like you got no hope. But then you look down at the score, and it's like a seven-point game. And then Steph Curry gets a bucket down low, and it's a five-point game. And you're like, how is this team in this game? Like, it makes no sense. It feels like they're down 20, yet they're, they're really right there. And then you blink, and suddenly the lead's back up to 13. It was a really strange-feeling game for the Golden State Warriors. And that moment that Gotham was talking about, the Warriors were on one of those runs. And then they got a stop. I think it was a steal, maybe initiated by Gary Payton the second, and they had a fast break opportunity. Clay Thompson running down the right side fields the pass and kind of in one motion tries to catch, jump, and, and kind of you do a touch pass underneath. Uh, I forget who was on the other side leading that break, but it gets easily broken up, stolen the other way, leads to a Dallas bucket, and all that momentum is gone suddenly. And that was just another one of those moments that kind of leaves you scratching your head um and I, I think Gotham is also on the money when it comes to the solution for the Golden State Warriors even if even if everything was if you didn't have as as much frustration boiling over like if if Kaminga didn't publicly voice his frustration about his role and wanting more minutes and all of that it still feels like for the Warriors to get some sort of rhythm and, I don't know, common, I don't know, get the vibe back and get this team understanding what each individual player is asked to do on any given night, it feels like in order to do that, you got to consolidate the roster just a little bit. Now, the other thing, the other thing to consider is, is this team even good enough to warrant making that kind of move, Right? Like, say the Warriors, and the most common name that everyone throws out is Pascal Siakam. It was also OG Ananobi, but he's now a New York Nick. He got traded earlier today. Kind of very surprising the fact that it happened on the 30th of December with the trade deadline more than a month away, like five weeks away on February 8th. Uh, kind of surprising that that happened, but is this Warrior team doing enough to prove to you that they are one major move away? Like, does Pascal Siakam on this team? Does Laurie Markkinen on this team? Does that make you a championship contender? It certainly makes you better. I guess it depends who you're moving off of. It would likely have to include Wiggins or Chris Paul plus a Jonathan Kaminga and maybe a pick or two. Like, that would be a guess. Does that make you better? Probably. However... What have the Warriors done this season that, that makes you feel confident that that makes you a legitimate championship contender? 888-957-9570. Is there anything that the Warriors have done that make you feel like they'd be one move away? Now, maybe you just say, all right, we're not entirely confident that this is going to make us a championship team, but we owe it to Steph Curry to try. Maybe that's your conclusion. 
The other thing that you have to consider if you are a Golden State Warriors uh, coach, front office member, and if you are a fan as well, where you come down on, on this conversation is, how do you feel legitimately, honestly, how do you feel about the young core? Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, Trace Jackson Davis, and Brandon Pajemski. Do you feel truthfully, honestly, in your heart of hearts that that young core group can be the core of a championship team two years from now, three years from now? Do you think that that's possible? I think it's an extreme long shot. And if that's how you feel about that, if you feel like the young core that you've been trying to build up for a long time now, if you feel like that young core does not have the kind of promise that would make them, you know, the core of a championship team down the road, what's the point of holding on to them, right? They're not helping you win a championship right now. I mean, Kaminga's a quality piece, but let's not kid ourselves. He's not going to be the reason the Warriors win a championship this season. So if they're not helping you right now and you're not confident that they're going to be a major factor on a legitimate, you know, finals contender in the future, what are you doing with them? What are you doing with them? So again, maybe you feel like maybe you feel like this team isn't good enough to warrant making a move, but do you also feel like the future of the team isn't good enough to warrant protecting? So the Warriors are kind of stuck between two worlds of I don't feel like this is uh, the right option, but I also don't feel like the opposite is the right option. So I don't know what the hell they're going to do because they got a lot of questions and very few answers at the moment. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. I think I think there's a number of Golden State Warriors right now uh, that are fighting for their futures as Golden State Warriors. We did see the Jonathan Kaminga and Andrew Wiggins unit once again tonight. That was something that Steve Kerr has said he will go to more, trying to see if that unit can work. If you remember back on Thursday night, it was a disaster. Those two played, like I think, for five minutes together in the second quarter. In eight possessions, I think the Warriors committed five turnovers. Eight possessions, five turnovers with those two on the court together. And I think all of them were by Jonathan Kaminga. He committed six turnovers in the first half, five of them in the second quarter alone. It was better today. It wasn't great, but that unit was a little bit better today, and it was brought in in the fourth quarter. The Warriors brought in Andrew Wiggins for Clay Thompson with eight and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. The Warriors were down by 10. So the lineup was Steph Curry, Brandon Pajemski, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, and Trace Jackson Davis. A really unique, interesting lineup for the Warriors. And it was it was all right. Brandon Pajemski hit Trace Jackson Davis for an easy dunk. Kaminga took a wide open three and made it. Now, that was the shot that the Mavericks were willing to give up to the Warriors with that lineup, but credit Kaminga for the confidence to take it and make it. But then that next possession, as I was talking about a little bit ago, was the wild drive by Jonathan Kaminga. Maybe he was looking for a foul call, didn't get it, threw a wild shot up, it barely ticked the rim, and it led to a fast-break bucket the other way. In fact, it led to a corner three in transition for Dallas. A five-point swing there. And instead of being down by five, you're down by 11. Or down by six, you're down by 11. Like That's that's kind of what you get with these Warriors experimental lineups right now. Uh, and it's, it's just frustrating basketball to watch. I'm looking at the Comcast Business text line right now. 888-957-9570. The 510 says Kaminga is not good enough. Trade him now before he loses all value. I mean, the other thing to consider for the Warriors is you are approaching contract negotiation time for Kaminga and Moody. This is their third year in the NBA. You're approaching that time. That's on the horizon for the Golden State Warriors. Not to say that the Warriors are trying to move off of Kaminga entirely and get nothing in return for him. I'm just saying that's the conversation that's coming up for the Golden State Warriors. But again, I'll ask you, do you think that Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody and Brandon Pajemski and Trace Jackson Davis will be a core that can win you playoff series in the future? I don't know. I don't feel confident in it. 
So what are you doing continuing to hold on to them? It it really feels like the Warriors are get, drifting towards a spot where when you consider the roster crunch, as we talked about already, where you consider the frustration with Jonathan Kaminga, and there's a very real chance the frustration continues as GP2 gets more minutes, as a Draymond Green return happens eventually, there's a very real chance that he gets more frustrated with his minutes. Does Moses Moody ever reach a breaking point? I mean, if you were listening to 95-7 the game yesterday on, on Willard and Dibbs, Larry Kruger was filling in, and he said, if I'm Moses Moody, I want out of Golden State. And Moses Moody seems like an incredibly nice, down-to-earth guy, and maybe part of the reason why Steve Kerr doesn't play him as much as other fans might want is maybe because he's just so incredibly nice. He's kind of like... He's kind of like Kevon Looney in that sense. Kevon kind of seems like, oh, yeah, if you want to start me, that's fine. If you don't want to start me, I'll come off the bench. I'll play eight minutes. Kevon Looney tonight only played, let's see, 10 minutes and 53 seconds. It almost feels like Moses Moody is cut from that same cloth. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad characteristic to have. I mean, Steve Kerr called Kevon Looney like the moral compass of the Warriors last year. He's beloved in the locker room. He's one of, you know, he's a fan favorite as well. Now, he hasn't been playing good basketball this season, uh, but Kevon Looney is one of, you know, the most beloved Warriors of this era, and that's not hyperbole. And a big part of that is because he he's willing to sacrifice like that for the team. Maybe Moody has a little bit too much of that in terms of, you know, him fighting for minutes and fighting for his spot and his role uh, in this rotation. So with all of that, it really feels like the Warriors are getting towards a spot where for a number of reasons, consolidating the roster with like a three-for-one trade, whether that is Siakam or Markkinen or whoever else, it feels like that does the Warriors a number of things. It gets you potentially a legitimate number two scorer beside Stephen Curry, and it does a lot to fix your rotation questions. Like, just imagine if the Warriors were to trade Kaminga, and I'm this is just a hypothetical, Kaminga and Moody and Chris Paul, and they get... I don't know, Siakam back in return. I don't even think that money would work. I think the Warriors might be giving up too much money there. But let's just say that would happen. You have Brandon Pajemski coming off of the bench as, you know, your second point guard. And he's feeling good about that. He's getting 30 minutes a night, right? You have Andrew Wiggins potentially back into the starting lineup. Maybe Warrior fans don't like that. So maybe it's Wiggins and Moses Moody and someone else for Siakam. And then you still have Kaminga in the starting lineup. And you're able to bring Trace Jackson Davis off the bench. Or he starts at the five and Looney comes off the bench. You don't have to worry about the Moses Moody minutes anymore. Like that kind of trade where you move off of three decent pieces. Decent pieces. It fixes a lot of these roster rotation questions. And if you can get a quality player back in return, it probably makes your team a little bit better. Now, the major question there, as it relates to Pascal Siakam and most of these other guys who might be dealt at the deadline, which included OG Ananobi, who just went from the Raptors to the Knicks, they're on the last year of their contracts. Pascal Siakam is. And as of tonight, uh, anyone acquiring Pascal Siakam does not get his bird rights, which means, you know, you sign him and it's going to count against the cap now because the Warriors would not have Pascal Siakam's bird rights. Those expired today. So are you able to get him for the long term, or is this just a rental? And are you giving up on your future for that rental? I don't know. T- tonight, Thursday night, it, it just seems to be making it a little bit more clear that the Warriors have issues that go much further than just Draymond Green's absence. And Draymond Green is not... Um, I don't know, clear of the blame for that. He's he's a big reason why there there are these issues going on right now. But we can't kid ourselves and pretend like his return is going to fix everything. Even if he does 
totally changed his demeanor on the court, still a great basketball player, but isn't getting ejected, isn't arguing with refs, is available 24-7 the rest of the season. The Warriors have deeper-seated issues than just Draymond Green's absence uh, and his some of his on-court transgressions. So I, I think moving forward, the Warriors are, are going to be looking very, very deeply at evaluating not just the team as a whole and figuring out whether this team is a piece away and if they want to even consider making a big move and taking a swing. But it's also, I think, time to, to, to look at individuals. I mean, Andrew Wiggins wasn't bad tonight. He's had an up-and-down season, but can Wiggins and Kaminga coexist? I think I think the Warriors are looking at these next five weeks before the NBA trade deadline, and, and really maybe you have to wait until Draymond Green comes back to see this team at you know full health to see how they look before you can make that decision. Uh, but I think there's a ton of decisions for the Warriors, not just team-wide, but individual-wise. And I, I think the Warriors are at a point where they're really going to be fighting uh, for their futures on this team. I think that's the reality that we are beginning to dip our toes into for the Golden State Warriors. All right, let's uh, wrap up Warriors wrap up here with a couple pieces of business. Up first, we got to get to extending the three-point line, and for that, we'll go to uh, the Warriors' best scorer tonight. It's Chris Paul. Steal by Paul from behind. Lively was looking to pass back to the basket. Paul in transition to Curry. Back to Paul. He's wide open for three. Got it! 119-114. 2.44 to go, and Chase is electric right now. Yeah, Chris Paul was one of the main reasons the Warriors even made a bit of a run in the second half. He was incredibly efficient tonight, 9 of 14, 6 of 9 from downtown, finished with 24 points, a season high, uh, and the high point total in his Warrior career. Again, 24 points, also had 6 assists, a couple of rebounds, 6 of 9 from downtown. By far, Chris Paul's best shooting night as a member of the Golden State Warriors. That is extending the three-point line, brought to you by West Coast Men's Health successfully treating men for ED and chronic pain, visit westcoastmenshealth.com. All right, let's wrap things up with our hardest worker of the game. That's brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. Are you looking for a career in law enforcement? Learn more about job opportunities at joinacso.com. I really want to give this to Brandon Pajemski. He was good today, 13 points, 9 rebounds off the bench in just a tick under 29 minutes. Uh, But I feel like I would be doing a disservice to the game of basketball by giving it to anyone other than Luka Doncic. Uh, In 37 and a half minutes tonight, Luka, 39 points. He had 8 rebounds. He had 10 assists. He was phenomenal. He got the, the Mavericks into everything they were doing offensively. 14 for 29 from the field, uh, 5 of 13 from downtown. It felt like he was more like 5 of 8 from downtown. It felt like he was making everything that he was taking, uh, but he finishes with 39 points, only 7 free throw attempts, uh, so he did a lot of that scoring the hard way, 39, 8, and 10 for Luka Doncic. He is our hardest worker of the game. Again, brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office. All right, one last time, your final score tonight from Chase Center. The Warriors fall to the Dallas Mavericks, 132-122. to The Warriors have now lost three consecutive games. They fall to 15-17 and on the year. Uh, they've got five more games left on this seven-game homestand as they open the homestand 0-2 against a couple of teams that entering each game you felt like the Warriors should be able to, uh, to, to win. Up next, they have Orlando on Tuesday, and do not sleep on Orlando. They are a quality basketball team, quietly one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. That's coming up on Tuesday at 7. Coverage begins at 6, of course, here on 95-7 the game. And then you got the defending champion Denver Nuggets on Thursday. Detroit comes to town on Friday, six days from tonight. Uh, Detroit earned a win tonight. They beat the Toronto Raptors. They beat Pascal Siakam and the Toronto Raptors to snap their uh, 28-game losing streak. So congrats to Detroit. They are on the way to the Bay Area next week on Friday. And the Warriors wrap up their homestand with Toronto and then New Orleans uh, circling back into two weeks from now uh, for the Golden State Warriors. 
Uh, and the Warriors desperately need to get some wins going here on this homestand. Again, they're now 0-2 to begin this seven-game homestand. All right, the Warriors lose tonight to the Dallas Mavericks. Final score, 132-122. to For Sterling Bennett, across the glass, my name is Mark Randy signing off. Thanks so much for tuning in to a frustrating edition of Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning for Niners football. We've got... Uh, the, the kickoff show beginning at 9 in the morning. I'll be back with you for that. And then it'll be myself and Sterling Bennett the second the game ends, probably around 1 o'clock or so. We'll be on for three hours, all the way until four, most likely, reacting to the Niners and the Commanders. So we've got that to look forward to tomorrow here on 95.7 The Game. But for now, this is Mark Randy signing off of Warriors Wrap-Up. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great rest of your Saturday evening. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.